You are 
Imagine we are taught in First Thessalonians chapter 5, 
verse 17 that pray without ceasing, pray always. Now, I want us to read these are you actually find Jesus sharing the parable and the purpose of sharing um, the proceeding parable is given to us in this one. Then Jesus taught his disciples a parable to teach them that they should always pray and never become discouraged. Another version says men ought to always pray and not faint. Another version says men ought to always pray and not give up. This version tells us that men should always pray and never become when I read this scripture yesterday there was something different that the Lord was teaching me I heard the spirit of God say In order for Jesus to share those parables that emphasize persistence in prayer, it means there was a problem that he was addressing. It's very easy to start praying, but not many people continue praying. Just like many people come to God, but not many people manage to stay in God. So how do you keep praying even when you feel like not praying? How do you keep praying when your faith is failing, your faith is fainting? How do you keep praying when you feel powerless, when you, you feel weak, when you are overwhelmed by emotions? How do you keep when things around you are not going as expected? How do you keep praying when you keep facing disappointments? How do you keep praying when you feel discouraged? And today I'll be sharing on what I have entitled how to keep praying when you don't feel like praying. Tell your neighbor how to keep praying when you don't feel like praying. That's what we are focusing on this morning. If we can be honest, we have many believers who talk about prayer, but don't pray. But there is a burning hunger, there is a burning desire that God lays on the hearts of those that are hungry for Him. always pray and never become discouraged. I want you to take just about 30 seconds to pray and ask God, Lord, baptize me with a fire of prayer, with a desire to pray. May I never lose it, no matter what comes. 
never become discouraged. Jesus was not going to teach on persistence when it comes to prayer. If he knew it is easy for men to keep praying. We were not going to need the help of the Holy Spirit if we could do it on our own. One of the roles, the responsibilities of the Holy Spirit in our lives is to help us to pray. We find that in Romans chapter 8. The Bible says we do not know how to pray or what we ought to pray for. It is the Holy Spirit who helps us. Even when you are not able to pray, the Holy Spirit prays on your behalf. And we are told in the book of uh, is it First John or Second John that Jesus is our intercessor. If you can do it on your own, you don't need someone to help you. Why do we need a standby? Why do we need a help by this? Because we cannot do it alone. So how to keep praying? Even when you don't feel like praying. So now, even if we've been praying for some time, along the way, challenges will come. Along the way, disappointments will come. Along the way, unexpected things will happen. That will try by all means to distract our prayer life. The Lord told me something. If the enemy wants to stop you, he will do what he can to stop you from praying. If he can stop you from praying, he can stop your life from moving. A man who stops communing with God dies. Jesus in, you know, prayer is broader than we take it. Prayer is not just the words we speak. I've, I've been emphasizing this. When Jesus says, he that abides in me, he's talking about communion with him. He says, he that abides in me and my words abides in him. I will abide in him and he will abide in me. But if he detaches himself from me, he will die. For without me, you can do So, as a believer, you are as effective as your prayer life. If you don't keep praying, if you stop praying, you will easily fall. If you stop praying, you will easily fall. So, meaning in the spiritual realm, That is why Jesus says, pray and watch that you may not fall. Look at that. So many people easily fall because they stop praying. Matthew 26, verse 41. These are the words of our Lord Jesus. And Amplified puts it this way. Keep actively watching 
are praying. So if you are not careful, you can become dull in your prayer life. Keep actively watching and praying that you may not come into temptation. Give us NKJV. Now, the last part says the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Have you noticed that one of the enemies of an effective prayer life is depending so much on your body? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. There are certain things you don't just enter into them. You don't just find yourself there. It is because you have stopped praying as you should. Give us kitchen. Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. So prayer keeps you away from certain traps. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Your flesh is an enemy of your effective prayer life. So even before I go to the points for today, you can clearly see that if you want to keep praying, even when you don't feel like praying, you can get a point here. Don't depend on the flesh. This body will always tell you you are tired. I remember last night, I told myself, let me just doze a bit. But thank God for His grace. The Lord was aware I was supposed to minister. And I don't just take it because the sermon is there. I, I have to pray a certain way. I always have to revise and make sure I go through my sermon many times. Guess what I meant? I did wake up. Uh, 23, 24, 0, 1, 0, 2. 0, 3, no alarm, no electricity. I just lost my sleep. I discovered I woke up. And at that moment, I could tell that I needed to commune with God. We thank God for His grace. Amen. So your own body can become an enemy to your own, to your, to your own prayer life. So this scripture shows us it is very important to pray but it is also important for you to be watchful, to be alert. Be on the lookout. That's why the Bible doesn't just say pray. The Bible says pray and watch. Meaning there are other things that are coming trying to distract and stop your prayer life. The truth of the matter is this. Many people are struggling with a healthy prayer life. Many people are not praying. And you know why? It's like that. Let me give you one major reason. The enemy knows how powerful you would become in the spiritual realm if you consistently prayed. So one of the reasons 
reasons why it's very easy to be less in the area of prayer is because the enemy knows how powerful and how unstoppable you would be if you prayed without ceasing. In the spiritual realm, prayerful people are powerful people. Prayerless people are powerless people. If you're prayerless, you're powerless. If you're prayerful, you're powerful. So today, by the grace of God, I want to share with you practical and biblical tips that can help you to keep or maintain a healthy prayer life. How do you keep praying even when you don't feel like praying? Number one, and you even know when I start giving you points, Why you should not pray? Not why you shouldn't pray. That's point number one. Focus on the reasons. Or focus on why you should pray, not why you should not pray. There are many reasons that require you to pray. In as much as there are many other reasons that you can give for not praying. So if you want to keep a healthy prayer life, if you want to keep on praying, focus on why you should pray, not why you should not pray. Let me give you a few reasons. Number one, under point number one, we pray because we want uh, God's constant provision. Not so. Needs never, needs never end. When Jesus was teaching them how to pray, one of the lines, he said, give us today our daily bread. So as human beings, we say, needs never end. So if we want to have God's constant daily provision, what do we need to do? We have to daily what? Pray. Sometimes we stop at one time when I heard God say this, I was I was provoked. He told me sometimes you stop receiving because you stop praying. I was like, wow. Haven't you noticed that even in James we find that same reason given? You do not have because you do not ask. Before you are even taught because you ask with wrong motives. The previous verse you are taught. You do not have because you do not ask. And then there was a time Jesus was saying, up to now you have not asked. So, there are many reasons that require you to pray. You are always in need, so you always have to pray. There is no one who can claim I have it all figured out. We are always in need of something on a daily basis. Money is not everything. You may have money, but there is a place where you, you will have a problem that money cannot solve. So you need God to come solve for you. We live in a world 
that is full of epidemics and pandemics. So we always have to keep praying because the world can only point you to the cure, but it is only God who heals. We live in a world that is wicked, in a dark world where bad things are happening. So we always need to pray for God to preserve us. Psalms 91, the Bible says, He that dwells under the shelter of the Most High abide in safety. So our safety as God's children is not in the vehicles we drive, is not in the houses we live in. It's not in the areas we stay. It's not in our jobs. But our safety is in God. So there are many reasons that require us to pray on a daily basis. When you stop praying, there is a door you have opened for the enemy. We are surrounded by evil forces, wicked people. You may never know who is planning what. That's why you always have to pray that all-knowing God, so that he may protect you from both known and unknown enemies. We have an enemy and his agents who want nothing but the worst for us. The Bible says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy wants to steal from you. The enemy wants to keep you. The enemy wants to destroy you. So what do you do? You have to keep praying. So that when, when the enemy wants to steal from you, the Lord may preserve you. When the enemy wants to kill you, the, the Lord may preserve you. When the enemy wants to destroy you. Haven't you read in, in Job where the Bible says, this God saying, I will restore to you what the enemy destroyed. What the enemy uh, stolen from you. So, God comes to replace what the enemy wants to take away. God comes to maintain what the enemy wants to shake. What the enemy wants to disperse and damage. So we always have to pray. The other reason why we have to keep praying is this. Other point number one. We have to be spiritually alert at all times. Because 1 Peter 5 verse 8 tells us the enemy is always moving up and about. It is not a joke to be moving on the same roads where people are dying in accidents. It is not a joke to have contracted the same infection and you survive while somebody dies. So 1 Peter 5 8 tells us the enemy is always rolling, he's moving about, he's looking for who to devour, who to kill. So when he discovers you are vulnerable, you are open, you've stopped praying, you will become his prey. P R E Y. If you don't pray, you become the enemy's prey. I hope you know what that means. You become his food. You will hunt you down. Those who don't hunt in the spiritual realm are hunted. Why do we pray? We pray because we don't know what tomorrow holds. Do you know what tomorrow holds? Do you know?
know what will happen in the next two, three, four hours. You don't know. No one can claim they know. The Bible says we all know in part. So we pray to God who knows everything. The more reason why we have, we have to always pray. We pray because you know, we don't know everything. Those very few reasons I've given you are enough to motivate you to pray on a daily basis. So if you want to keep on praying, even when you don't feel like praying, focus on why you should pray, not on why you should pray. Let's go to point number two. I want your attention, please. Give me your attention. The time is very limited, so I will be very discouraged to see if people are, are not paying attention or if people are losing it's just dinner. Number two. Why or how do you keep praying when you don't feel like praying? Second point is your relationship with God depends on you praying. It depends on it. The effectiveness, the quality of your relationship with God is determined by the strength and the quality of your, your prayer life. So do you want to see how further you've gone with God? The depth of your relationship, the height of your relationship with God, check your prayer life. How often you pray shows how much you are in God and how much God is in you. Let's hear what God says. Jeremiah 29, verse 12 to 13. In verse 11, we know God says, I, 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 For I know the plans I have for you, plans not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. And now in verse 12, He says, Then, in as much as you know God has a perfect plan for your life, the Bible says, Then you will call on me. You will come and pray to me. And I will hear your voice. I will listen to you. The moment you are born again, meaning the demand on your life to pray becomes higher. People are even supposed to pray so much between you and an unbeliever, it is you. He's talking to his people. He says, I know the plans I have for you. Then, he says, then you will pray. So he says, when you are in me, there is a demand on your life to pray. In verse 13. Then with a deep longing, sometimes you cannot feel God moving in your life because God doesn't feel you. How do you expect things to move when you don't even feel your own prayer? Some of you, the prayers you make, may God have mercy on us. Sometimes we make a mistake when we are praying. We look at people and say, you are checking, and the people are just saying, Father, Father, such end of a prayer. You are not praying, you are playing. Tell your neighbor, learn to pray. Stop playing. There are people who are too casual with prayer. Imagine we are sitting the whole time, it's time to pray, someone will still be sitting. How do we tell God? 
And someone will be there and say, This happened better. And they just say, The Bible says, With a deep longing, He wants to fill you. The Bible says, Deep cause unto he wants to feel you. He doesn't just want to hear your words. He wants to feel your heart. He doesn't just to, he doesn't just want to hear you pray. He wants you to mean what you pray and to pray what you mean. With a deep longing, you will seek me and require me as a vital necessity. I said your relationship with God depend, depends on your prayer. Let me explain. Beyond what you want from God, God wants to in line with, with this verse. Beyond what you want from God, He wants to see if you want Him more than what you want from Him. So, if you have that deep longing and you require God as your vital necessity, something that you can't live without. And you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. Not where you are praying and you are texting. Not where you are praying and you are browsing. Not where you are praying and you are doing something else. Not where you are praying and your mind is somewhere else. This is where your mind is fixed on Jesus. This is where your heart is on Him. With all your heart. So some people cannot find God. Because they are not seeking God with all their hearts. The difference between two people who are praying is not even their time. It's in their longing for God. The deepness of your prayer is not expressed in tears. Because there are people who even cry pretending whilst they're acting in a movie. Imagine the many movies that made us cry. And we're just acted. Is it blood sisters? World apart, those movies. You, you know them. Don't pretend. Yes. Forty days in the wilderness. We cried when watching those movies. And imagine they were just acting. Do you know that when Jesus says, "You hypocrites, go and check," the meaning of the word hypocrite in the Greek is actor. We have many actors in God's presence and prayer warriors. People just act. Father, we pray. They are acting. Even gestures, they are about to be they are acting. We pray, we pray, we pray, we slap, we, we punch. God wants to fill your heart. The relationship with him depends on your prayer life. And look at Jeremiah 33 verse 3. You cannot separate your relationship with God from a prayer life. Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3. We can go there. 
He says something that is very profound. He says, call out to me and I will answer. Why doesn't he answer before we pray? Meaning God requires us to pray. Call to me and I will answer you. And he says, I will tell you, even show you. Sometimes we can't hear God because we are not talking to him. Sometimes we can't see what God is showing us because we are not praying. Your ability to hear God is determined by the quality of your prayer life. God talks to those who talk to him. Eh? He says, call out to me and I will answer you. Now in that answer of God, he says, I will tell you and show you great and mighty things. You can be praying, you can even be in a season where everyone around you, even people around you, they begin to dream and prophesy where God is taking you. Your prayer life has an effect on your spiritual life. I'll tell you and show you great and mighty things, things which have, have been confined and hidden. We have to keep praying because if we say we don't know, we will be kept in the dark of ignorance. It is prayer that opens us up to God's revelation. So there are certain things that unlocked or demystified on the surface you have to pray in order for them to be unlocked these are things that have been confined and hidden which you do not know and understand and cannot distinguish sometimes you don't know the bible talks about many things there there are two places you have to go here you have to go here you don't know where to go you know what you're supposed to do what is you are there in the middle of two decisions, pray. And the Bible says you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way walking it. Sometimes I've heard many people say, I don't even know what to do now. I pray. Go back to the place of prayer. So sometimes you don't know how to distinguish this from this. Go and pray. You don't know which one you're supposed to marry and settle with. Go and pray. You don't know where you're supposed to to stay. Go and pray. You don't know what program you're supposed to study. Go and do what? Pray. God is concerned with every affair of our lives. And there is a place where we do not know what we're supposed to do. We do not even understand what's going on. Go and pray. In the place of prayer, the Lord will grant you a certain divine understanding that you cannot get naturally speaking. Let's be honest. How many of us have come in God's presence with a lot of questions? Before you asked anybody, you left that particular place with a lot of answers. And you said, God, my, 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 my question was answered. How many of us have been there? Sometimes the same one that was preached, your questions were answered spot on. And then you began to ask yourself, I didn't talk to anybody about this. How did the pastor know? God knows what we are going through. The 
more reason why we always have to pray. You cannot claim to be close to God and yet you are further away from the prayer room. If God is looking for men and women that he's going to use, he's going to check the closet. The more you pray, the more you are closer to God. And the more you stay away from prayer, the more your relationship with God suffers. So prayer is a determining factor in knowing the quality of your relationship with God. How do you further pray when you don't feel like praying? Let's go to point number three. I've given you two already. Number one, I said focus on why you should pray, not why you should not pray. Number two, I said your relationship with God depends on you praying. Number three, how do you keep praying even when you don't feel like it? God wants you and I to be honest with Him. So you can write, God wants me to be honest with Him. There are people who stay away from prayer because Mama said, in a moment of prayer, or when I'm going to pray, I'm going to How many of us have been there? You know, moment of prayer, I'm going to pray. Let me tell you one thing. God wants you to be honest with Him. If you are hurting, tell him. If you are confused, tell him. You can pretend in the eyes of men. You cannot pretend in the presence of God. God knows everything. We are vulnerable before him. Share your honest thoughts and feelings with God. Your pastor may not entirely understand what you're going through, but God does. Your friends, your spouse, your siblings may not understand what you feel, but God does. Now, why do I share this point with you? It is very tempting to believe that in order for us to successfully pray, there is a strict laid up how we are to approach God. There are people who have taken it. No, sometimes I've heard we, these are things that we even say. Carelessly, sometimes we, we just use we use them loosely and yet we are making a mistake. Sometimes people are that is true to some degree. But God wants you to pray no matter how you feel. He wants you to be honest with me. Tell me that we are the second level. God, I'm hating. Have you noticed how Jesus was honest with God the Father? He felt pain. He felt neglected in that moment. There are times where you just have to be honest with him. Tell him, God, this is too much for me. But I'm not going to give up. I know your will is perfect for me. You want to hear that. I've read in the Psalms where the psalmist was honest with God. Just 
ambaye ameendesha gunia kakozi chukuu bilio changa before my faith there was me be honest with God people may misunderstand you but God will never judge you God understands what you mean even beyond what, what it means you may even make a mistake as you are praying but God understands what you mean when you for example when you are because it is broken English in that moment. But Jesus knows what you meant. But sometimes you just have to pray in a language that you are comfortable with. Glory to God. Now this is what God told me. And sometimes I, I, sh- I share them with you directly because I don't want to distort what God is communicating. Don't seek to be perfect in your prayers. Let your prayer life perfect you. This ministered to me. There are many people who have supposed to pray because they want to perfect their prayers. Sometimes you tell people, go and pray. And they say, in the medicine is not pain. No, the Bible says, don't know how to pray. The Holy Spirit will help you. So don't seek to be perfect in your prayers. But rather to be perfected through prayer. God doesn't answer to grammar and eloquence, but He answers to how sincere your heart is, the sincerity of your heart. That's what God responds to. You can imagine, He says, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. He doesn't just want to hear your words, He wants to check what is in your heart. And that's why I always say God doesn't just answer words. He also answers intentions. You remember that time? Your intention. So instead of feeling pressured to you know, to formally talk to God, you don't have to be formal. You just have to be realistic with God. You don't have to be formal. You begin to tell him, Father God, I'm flabbergasted. Lord, I am perplexed. Father God, you can even see I'm profusely sweating. You don't have to use all those bogus terms. Sometimes it's but sometimes when you say God, you make a light. Glory to God. Be transparent with God. There is nothing you can desire. There is nothing you can think about. There is nothing you can say that God cannot understand. Be open with Him. In other words, God is and great enough to take whatever we throw at him. Let's be honest. But God doesn't get tired. Imagine when Jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray. I'm repeating that line. 
give us today our daily bread. If God wants us to ask him every day, meaning his provision never runs out. First Peter 5, 7. You know why you always have to pray every day at this point? God is always happy to hear from you. Sometimes, people may even stop picking up your call. But God says, call unto me and I will answer. Casting all your cares. What are these cares? All your anxieties. When you feel anxious. All your worries. All your concerns. Once and for all on him. So whatever is weighing you down, you throw it. And you give it to him. At one time, Pastor Chore was teaching on, on this. And he explained. Casting. To cast is to forcefully throw something. So there is a point where you don't feel like it. But just say, God, I've, I've given you this. Why are you supposed to do that? For he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. Now, give us dignity. I love this version. When you feel like something is eating you up, something is, is bottling up, something is bothering you, the Bible says, pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there. For he always tenderly cares for you. You go to the place of uh, the place of prayer and just say, God, I have brought this problem. I don't know what to do. But I know you will figure it out. I'm repeating this. Sometimes we don't see God in control because we are still in control. We are working so hard. We've gone ahead of God. Even when God is supposed to provide, you are always working. Even when God is supposed to help you, you are always there. Something that I always joke about even with my colleagues and say sometimes, you know, that woman of God. Meaning you are taking up the place of God. For he says he neither slumbers no so one one of you between you and god someone has to sleep for someone to wake by was zero two Sometimes they disappoint you because they have just shown you 
who they are. Sometimes we thank God for the disappointment in a relationship. Because I think the divorce was going to even feel bad more <laughs> than a broken relationship. So whether you are trying to reach God, whatever it is, if you want, just tell God, God, me, I'm not happy, I am hurt. Tell him the truth. Open up, cry before him. Learn to be honest with God. That will help you to pray even when you don't feel like praying. Sometimes I've heard careless statements which are not true entirely. God doesn't understand. I said which are not true entirely. To some extent, there is how that can be applied, okay? But here is the thing. According to the Bible, God understands. He does. It is people don't understand. God understands. Do you think someone was going to believe and understand Joseph that he never tried to His boss's wife, while he was found with a piece of cloth. Which human being can buy into that? Huh? Which human being can understand? Ah, man, there's only that proof in book that we have nothing But God, who saw everything that happened, He finally vindicated Joseph. It depends with the context. When you say God doesn't understand, it depends with the context. But let me tell you this. God understands. He knows we've got weaknesses. I want us to read Hebrews 4, verse 15 to 16. Look at that. It's talking about Jesus being our high priest, right? The high priest, this is someone, one of the mediator, someone who stands between man and God. This high priest, Jesus, understands our weaknesses. This is the Bible. For he first all of them, all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. The only difference between you and Jesus is that you, you have fallen in some traps that Jesus never sinned. He never fell in any of the traps that came his way. So the Bible tells us that Jesus understands our weaknesses. So you think there are some people you are praying in the name of Jesus, Father. Thank you for today. Father God, I pray. I pray for this. I pray for this. I pray for this. I pray for this. And you find that in the midst of praying, you slept. How many of you walk up and you you wake up so disappointed. Let me be honest with you. God understands. He does. Just the effort you are making, even in your tired state to pray, He appreciates it. It will irritate me as a husband when we are praying and someone is busy. Your name. 
someone is stozing. Me, I will even do this. It is because me, I don't understand as a human being. Then there are times I tell my wife, she, she, she's dozing, I say, she, I'm just, If you do what I do, you will not be lost. So one time, the Lord said, many people do not have a healthy relationship with him, with me because they are hard on themselves. Don't put a burden on you that God has not put. Don't bear I am not in any way saying you must become lazy and you must be sleepy. Just because the pastor said, now Zamuno Pepe Rapamatis, I did say that. But in this context, the scripture says he understands our weaknesses. When we are unable, God understands. Find time to read and meditate on. Psalm 139 it will really make you understand what I'm talking about the whole of Psalm 139 I want us to read Psalm 103 as we are about to go to point number 4 look at that Psalm 103 verse 14 for he knows how weak we are he remembers that we are only dust there are times when you uh you, you fail to reach God's standard. He understands. But just the effort that you're able to make to avoid certain things, and that's what God wants you to do. You're not going to get to heaven because you're perfect. But because you accepted Jesus. Even after you get born again, there are many mistakes that you will make along the way. But the solution lies in either you allow those mistakes to take you away from God or they draw you closer to God. When you make a mistake, God wants to see how sorry you are. That's what He wants. If He can see that you have, you have really felt bad and told God, I was not supposed to do that. God bless you. And you mean it. Is a good God. Let's go to point number four. What can help you and I to keep praying even when you don't feel like praying? In your times of weakness and uncertainty, pray for strength to pray. In your times of weakness and uncertainty, you don't know what to do, you feel very weak in your time of discouragement, pray for strength. Why do I say so? Prayer shows how vulnerable we are. Without God. We are always praying because we are always telling and reminding God, Father, demon to fear. There are certain problems your intellect will not solve. 
You are a human being. Very limited. You always need God. So in prayer, you're sharing your thoughts with the Almighty God who can see your innermost desires. He sees your innermost fears and your insecurities. He sees your hopes. It can feel tempting to forego or to rather give up prayer. Because of the transparency that is involved. There are people also praying because they even say, I cannot pray when, 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 when I feel this in my heart. I cannot pray because that person has offended me. You know what? In that moment, you actually need to pray more. Because even for you to get over whatever has confused you, whatever has hurt you, whoever has offended you, you need God. There have been times where you hear bad things being said about you and then you don't respond. Even the news there, they tell them to say, you know what, it's okay, forget about that. May God forgive them. And then when the person leaves, you are alone. And then you just begin to cry. You feel so bad. And you go to God and tell him, say, Father God, I don't know why these things are happening. You are vulnerable before God. Look at this. Psalm 46 verse 1. Why do we have to pray for strength to pray? God is always ready to help us. He's our ever-present help in times of need. Another version says in times of trouble. God is our refuge. God is our strength. Let's pause there. For example, what is a refugee camp? This is where you take shelter. This is where you camp. Maybe um, you are there for safety as a result of war, maybe a natural disaster. So when we are praying, we are going to God. It's our refuge. We are taking shelter. And it's our strength. Meaning this human body, this flesh gets weak. There is a scripture I've read in the book of 2 Corinthians 4. If not mistaken, where the Bible says that this body is becoming weaker, 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 weaker by the day, but our inner man is being transformed. So now you're able to see that God is our refuge, God is our strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. Why is praying for strength important? Under this number one, praying for strength is important because. It is an act of humility. You are telling God, I cannot, I can't do this without you. I can't do this no more. I can't take it. I can't stand on my own. It's an act of humility. Number two, under the same why is praying for strength important is an expression of faith. We are telling God, we are reminding him how much we depend on his strength and not our strength, not our own strength. It's not by power nor by might. Is by the Spirit of God. Let me tell you something that happened. When we were coming to church, um, 
there was that guy I showed you, I said that wait, wait, but I know him, he was you know, so you remember there was another guy who came and went to the after service okay, so short story, cut short that guy we saw this morning got his things you know, for over 20 billion and he disappeared and in that same period he had gotten some things from my friend and he also disappeared, so that guy who came on Wednesday was looking for him and my friend was also looking for him. So here's the thing. While my friend was driving home, he turned. So he had gone to one of his uh, plots and he saw the guy. He drove off the road, he got him and uh, They wrapped him up in pits, threatened him. And then what happened was, they got some bit of money from him and he got his phone. And then the following day, he came. Told us about the incident. He said, you know, at the moment he actually got him, he called us. When we had reached something, he said, ah, that would be that guy's uh, if you know, and then the following day, after we spoke, we spoke, we spoke, we spoke, we spoke, then sometimes later the guy came, and then this other guy, the one who came on Wednesday, now guess what? Israelmene and Angoliat were the ones calling Mujana. Picking that guy's house. And we have to remove money for that guy to come out. Now here's the thing. So we were discussing. So you, 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 uh, my friend was asking me, so sometimes I'm not going to be safe here. You know why? But what she saw, So I was explaining to him and to others. I said, Jesus makes a difference. Remember that same on Sunday. Tell your neighbor, Jesus makes a difference. Jesus in you, there are things you want to do, but Jesus in you cannot allow you. Remember, it's greater. We have a right.
I, I, I received this word because there are times where I've heard believers in the Nalika church because why? For them, they expect, but you know, even when you don't see what you want to see, you keep praying. Faith sees things that are not as though they were. You may not see it, you keep praying because when you're praying, you're beauty. Now, the only difference is that in the spiritual realm, when you're beauty, you can't see the beauty, it's an invisible beauty. It may take time to materialize and manifest, but keep on praying. Something is happening. This time last year, today is 21, 28th. This time last year, uh, I didn't know how to drive. This time last year, I didn't, you know what I mean, I didn't even have a driver's license. And here's the thing. God is able to change things in a split of a second. The times when I remember seeing one of the memories, you know, Facebook is a blessing, depending on how you use it. I was on a bus and I made a fire post. I even said, you know, some of these distances that we cut from home to down, and you can actually read chapters in the Bible. And I looked at them and laughed. I said, God, I don't feel like I've ever boarded a bus, and yet I've, I've been driving for less than a year. You know, when God comes through for you, beloved, even those of you who are not employed, within two months, you will feel like you've never been unemployed before. Someone say amen. amen. The sweetness of money. When God blesses you with your own things, even that person who continued for you, you just, you just want to, to call them and ask them, what are you doing? Okay. Let's can we meet at the mall. Let's meet at the mall. Number five. If you cannot pray yourself, if you cannot pray for yourself. Ask others to pray for you. How do you keep praying if you don't feel like praying? Ask others to pray for you. Now, this, this is a bit diverse, but I'll touch it on the surface. Give us James 5, 13 to 16 quickly. Are any of you suffering with hardships? It's a question. What should you do? Glory to God. Number four. Oh, verse 14. Yeah. Next verse. Are any of you sick? Now, sickness is weakness in the body when the body is not able to function properly. You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you. There is a place where if you can't pray yourself, believe. You need someone to believe on your behalf. 
One of the reasons why you need a pastor, because a pastor is always believing, even when they are faithless. We always have to believe. Sometimes, even when we see the situation is hopeless, we have been built in such a way that we say, Bazakola. Even when you see this is ZP, Zabu nobody is such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick the sick, the weak the Lord will make you well and if you have committed any sins you will be forgiven there is a place where you can pray for yourself ask someone to pray for you now verse 16 confess your sins to each other and pray for each other the context of this scripture is that you share when you feel weak you share your weaknesses you share your problem with someone. A problem shared is a problem I've solved. The endless prayer of a righteous person, this is a person that is standing, that is strong in that in a moment when you're weak, has great power and produces wonderful results. Now, let me be quick to explain. I said this is quite diverse. You can directly ask for a man of God to pray for you. You can directly ask for a sister in the Lord to pray for you. You can directly ask for a friend to pray for you. This is also another way you can do it. You can be in a moment where words are fading you. You know that song? Pray to the Father. Spirit pray. And then the times when I'm listening to that song and I'm like, God, if you can't get my words down, not from my spirit. Okay, that is me. There is a place where you don't have words enough to help you pray. You can actually play praying songs to help you pray. You can even play prayers. Sometimes you're just there Someone, maybe you listen to a man of God making declarations and you're there saying, Amen. Yes, God. Yes, God. In that moment, you know how God is relating with you? He's taking it as, as, as if it is you praying. Because what God is checking is the sincerity of your heart. If you cannot pray yourself, ask others to pray for you. It can be directly, it can be through you playing a prayer. It can be you listening to a prayer. It can be you listening to a prayer song. I hope that helps you. Yeah. There, there, there are many times when I, I I tell God, if you want to hear my words, hear my heart. So many people stop and fail to keep praying because they forget this last thing that I'm going to share with you. Lastly, if you want to even when you don't feel like it. Focus on what God has done before. Focus on God's faithfulness. Don't just focus on the problems. Many people don't pray, they focus on problems. Have you noticed? Why did you stop praying? Okay, then it's open Why so 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 they will not mention what God did for them. So if you want to keep on praying for cast of God's faithfulness, even in a moment of pain, 
Don't forget the time that God caused you together. In a moment of depression, in a moment of lack, don't forget the time that God provided for you. Don't allow a problem to make you forget the many solutions that God has given you before. Reflect on what God has done. It may be personally, it may be globally. Sometimes you are there looking at the problems that we have. For example, two days ago, I heard in the news that there is an outbreak of cholera. I'm sure some of you heard that. About four people were, yeah, were found positive. Something like that. And then, in a moment, I was thinking, God who saved us during the time of COVID. You know what I mean, right? There is a place where you are able to look back. Psalm 103, verse 1 to 5. Many people stop praying because they stop forgetting. Uh, they stop remembering what God has done. Tell your neighbor, God doesn't stop being good. We just stop being grateful. That's what I've noticed. Praise the Lord, my soul, almighty. Praise His holy name. Uh, verse 2. Praise the Lord, my soul, and do not forget how kind it is. Do not forget. Uh, just give us another vision. Just this verse. Do not forget how kind it is. Maybe NLT, NIP, or NKJV. Let all that I hear praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things it does for me. So many people stop praying because they forget the good things that God did for them. Next verse, please. He forgives all my sins and he heals all my diseases. Remember the many times God has forgiven you. Remember the many times you were sick and God healed you. You have many reasons for you to be grateful. Next verse. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. Now, remember the many times you were supposed to die. <laughs> he keeps me from the grave and blesses me with love and mercy. Verse 5. He fills my life with good things so that I stay young and strong like an eagle. So, my point here is if we are to keep on praying, we don't have to forget. God's faithfulness. Don't forget that God has been good. The same yesterday is the same today. He will be the same tomorrow. Take a few moments look at your life and ask yourself this question. What did God do in my life? What did God bless me with? And maybe that blessing is still benefiting you now. You may also be prompted to thank God for what he has done for other people. I have seen, I met someone two days ago and they told me, you know, these are people that don't even react. They don't even press like on Facebook or comment. But they tell you, man of God, we've seen the pictures. The Lord is doing tremendous things and you are there in your heart saying, oh, but you don't, you don't, you don't react. I said, thank you. And then he said, I've seen that most of the guys that were just maybe pew pews, they are now graduates, 
We've seen someone get married. We said, it is God. Some of you are forgetting. You, you, you saw that picture that Charlo posted yesterday. It was on Facebook when you look chubby and like you look like I, I felt like I was looking at a young boy. And he's deacon. Is it four years later? He's a deacon today. Moila, when we met, she was just a simple school girl in a bulgy school uniform. Looking very small. I'll send you a pictures of the gentleman. <laughs> and today she's a graduate. She's engaged, she's soon to be married. You forget all those things so quickly. Ask me when I met Tikon Mwanza. He was called the same boy. <laughs> when he grew up a bit, the name was later changed from Zek Boy to Zek Man. <laughs> Look at what God has done. I'm, I'm just trying to give you examples lest you forget how good God has been. So when you face a problem today, don't forget where God has taken you from. Ah, I, I was watching, I don't know why Deacon and Nasco decided to post those old photos called Righteous Healing. We, we did some of them last year. Was it last year? Two years ago. And then, yeah, the, the other ones were maybe in 2021. It's not like it's, it's not even been two or three years. And then I was watching myself. I said, This guy looks like me. <laughs> now go and compare how I looked two years ago. And how I'm looking now. And I hope and pray those points will help you to keep praying. I want us to be outstanding. And even as I close, let me remind you this. Sometimes when we sing songs like Fiwe, Na Fiwe, Jericho, Na Fiwe, Na Fiwe, Jericho. They know, they know, Nafiwe. When we sing such songs now, in that moment, maybe your Jericho are your emotions. And this is what God instructed me to close with. Your greatest enemy to your relationship with God are your emotions, your own flesh. Emotions come and go. Don't let your relationship with God be determined by your emotions. I want us to pray. We're going to make a few declarations quickly in line with the points I've given you today. How many people are ready to pray? Hallelujah. In line with point number one, I want us to pray and declare that may God grant us the discernment. May we know, may we focus more on why we should pray.
and not on why we should not pray. There are many reasons that I have shared today that can inspire and encourage us to pray. But the enemy is always busy whispering to us, giving us reasons why we should not pray. I want us to pray and say, Father God, give me discernment. May I focus more on the reasons why I should pray. In Jesus' mighty name, open up your mouth and begin to pray. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray. We ask you, King of Glory, give us the discernment. May we be able to focus on why we should pray and not on why we should not pray. In the mighty name of Jesus. When the enemy wants to distract us, we deny that in the name of Jesus. We declare that by the power of the Holy Spirit, there is something that you are doing, King of Glory. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Father God, I pray. The enemy is not going to distract our prayer lives. We shall focus on why we should pray. Not on why we should not pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, we shall not listen to the devil. The devil is a liar. We choose to believe your report. Help us to become people, men and women of prayer. No matter what is happening in the name of Jesus.
I pray for the throne room. I pray. I want to pray and say, Father God, help me to be honest with you in prayer. May I express myself no matter what is happening, no matter what I feel, may I tell God what is bothering me. In Jesus' mighty name, open up your mouth and begin to pray. In that name of Jesus, Jesus. I want you to pray, say, Father. 
God, grant me the humility to ask for help. That even when I cannot pray for myself, raise men and women that will pray for me. Job says, my intercessor is my friend. Meaning as a man, if you are to stand and make it, if you are to rise, you need to have friends that are intercessors. You need to have people that pray for you. I always give you this example. That Moses always interceded for God's people and God presented them. God embraced God repented. But when he messed up, there was no one to pray for him. And the Lord got rid of him. I want you to pray. He said, Father God, raise men and women that will pray for me. Teach me to be humble to ask for help when I need it. Shall we pray? In the name of Jesus. I'm 